Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Took a little furlough of like, how long has it been? Six months? Something like that. Um, at, but you know what? We're back like a, like a bad penny. We return gracing the airwaves once again, because you know what? Really it's, we're back by popular demand is what it is. Tyler, my partner in crime, Tyler yes, joining sir. us as, as well as the lusty voice, that huskiness that you look forward to every week. Birch joining us on the podcast. Father time himself. Birch, how you doing? <laughs> How's the off season been? And well, uh, how how's Raider football treating you as we head into uh, head into week one here? Not really sure, but you guys talked me out of retirement, and you know if this thing goes south real quick, I might be headed back to retirement. <laughs> That's fair. You are of that retirement age, Tyler. How's the offseason <laughs> treated you? <laughs> oh, you know, just a lot of waiting around for nothing, uh, watching the the prowess. The greatness of drafting that is the Oakland Raiders <laughs> or Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sorry, the the oh Oakland gosh, Raiders of Las Vegas, um, the Las Vegas Football Raiders, maybe I should say. <laughs> but yes. uh, no, I the off season has treated me well. I'm ready to to be back and and fire off some hot takes this evening with both of you gents. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. Should be a rip roaring show. As always, if you guys want to get in on the show, you can give us a call 208 557 9771. Did I nail that phone number? You Kyle? did. You <laughs> nailed that Man, phone six number. Six months away, and I still got it. Look at that. Give us a call. Leave us a voice message. I do believe we have a voice message or two later on in the show to play. Got our regulars coming in through, coming in hot, and uh, they've got some questions for us, questions for Raider Nation. Um, Guys, I'm going to start off the show really quickly with probably the worst take I've ever heard in an offseason. Um, I believe our offense ranked 30th <laughs> last year overall. Or our defense, excuse me, our defense ranked 30th overall in the in the league last year. Um, the the worst take, I, I and this has just been recently uh, through interaction um, on the Twitterverse, um, we had somebody tweet us that, the uh, the old Raiders defense will be a top five defense this year. Um, I, that has to be probably that that uh, to drop twenty five spots with just the absolute big name players we've added on defense in the offseason. And of course, I say that tongue in cheek. Um, I don't know what he was smoking, but I want some of it. We'll put it that way. Have you got any other hot takes that you guys would enjoy sharing? 
uh, the, through your ramblings through the Facebook and the Twitter and Bleacher Report. Oh. Fire away, Birch. I I don't know if I... I mean, that's the main one. I, I, I was going to say, that takes the cake, doesn't yeah, it? That pretty I much mean, the last the four years, we've been... We haven't been ranked higher than 28th on defense. Like, that's terrible. But to make guys that know kind where of jump Gu- without signing anybody is pretty amazing. Do you guys know I- where Gus Bradley ranks in, like, what his best all-time defense was? Not in top five. Nope. It hasn't <laughs> Please even tell cracked, me it was. It hasn't even cracked the top 20. He's, he's top, his, his top defense was 22. Number 22. So all of a sudden, we sign Yannick Ngakwe. We draft Hobbs at our slot. He's going to be our slot guy, our nickel corner, as they call them. And uh, and we sign Gus Bradley, and now we're a top five defense, gentlemen. That's how that's how we become a top five defense with <laughs> a defensive coordinator job. who's never been better than twenty two. That's how we do it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take twenty two. <laughs> I'll take twenty two as well. But you know what that gets us last year. Josh Dubow put this out. Josh, Raider Nation loves Josh Dubow. He talks, <laughs> he talks way too much, uh, too much sense, too much common sense. Uh, that would put us at nine and eight this year if our if our offense stayed the same and our defense went from twenty eight to twenty no twenty eight to twenty. If we're a top twenty defense, we're still nine and eight. We're still sitting on the outside of the playoffs. Those yeah. are facts. Them be facts. Yeah. And and once again, Raider Nation, for those of you who are maybe joining us late to the game, look, if you want a podcast that everything is rosy and that we you've got people that are going to sit here and tell you everything's just fan, fantabulous and that, you know, this isn't the podcast for you. I'll just put it that way. Look, we don't, we're not here to bash the Raiders, but we're critical thinkers as well. You know, we think with what's between our ears, uh, and uh, so we've and we make judgment calls on what we've seen and what we've seen over the past 20 years isn't pretty. And I think pretty much everybody can agree on that. Now, there are some out there that for whatever reason, they go into the season and they they and it's like we're going to go 16 and 0 and we're going to run the tables in the playoffs and we're Super Bowl bound you know, like we're the Miami Dolphins here of, of whatever 80s, 70s team that was. And if and you don't agree with us, you're a Raider hater. Yeah. Go, Find another go join team the, to cheer for. Yeah, go join the 49ers. Go be a Seahawk. Go be a fan of some. Look, I love my Raiders, man. I do. I have loved. How about the, I have loved. I have never been with this team when they've been a winning team, minus the one year that Carr broke his leg two, day, two weeks before the playoffs. So I have stuck with this team through the Jamarcus Russell years when quarterbacks were revol- it was a revolving door at quarterback. I mean, come on, like the, nobody Collins. could accuse. Yeah, yeah, Collins, great, great guy. Uh, Campbell, too bad about Campbell. Um, so, so don't get off my back. Get off our back about that. We just think critically about this. And look, we don't, we don't, we're not sucking up to anybody here. So if you want a podcast that will suck up to the Raiders. I know there's plenty of them out there, but uh, if you want somebody who's all. just going to talk some <laughs> common sense and give you their unbiased take, and I, you know what? Maybe it hurts your feelings, but you know what? Sometimes that's life. It's just tough, you know? 
I don't want to be out here going, man, why are we so bad? Why do we suck so badly? And, and, and trying to find the answers to that question. I don't want to be doing this week in and week out, but the fact is we're bad. We've been bad for a long time. Now, it, we're sitting here days before the opening, before the, the Raiders open the brand new stadium. My hopes run high. I love this time of year because, you know, we haven't started losing yet. And, and <laughs> I always, I, there's always hope within my bosom that this team will, will just burst forth and actually like, do something, but it just has never happened yet. So we base our judgments upon what's happened before us, what we think is going to happen, what we see before our eyes. So anyway, there you go. Just be warned because it's not going to be all roses and and unicorns in this podcast. We're going to try to find some, but there might not be many to find. So fair warning. Here's another, here's another take Micah that, that doesn't beat the take that you just mentioned about being a top five defense this year. But I did send out a tweet saying, can we all agree after a a moment of silence for a couple third round draft picks that never played for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders in Lynn Bowden. And unfortunately Micah's homeboy, Tanner Muse, my boy, my boy. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, Tanner Muse was released and then signed to the Seahawks practice squad on his birthday, nonetheless. Also, the Raiders, about 20 minutes after cutting him, said, Happy birthday, Tanner Muse. And I I have screenshots of that. So, anyways, that that was ugly. Bad PR move there, Raiders. Get that crap under control, will you, please? But anyway, so it, it, I sent out this tweet saying, can we all agree that the Raiders have sucked or do suck at drafting now? And I, I did get one reply saying, no, we can't. And, and I was flabbergasted because that is two third round picks from two years ago that never played a snap in the regular season for the Las Vegas Raiders. Not one snap between the two of them. Lynn Bowden, Tanner Muse, gone. And the only one left is Brian Edwards, who didn't play much last year, but they are looking at him to be a major contributor at the wide receiver position this year. Um, so, yeah, that we do stink at drafting, gentlemen. Like That is a given fact. Farrell at four. That stinks. Uh, Arnett at 19. Arnett at 19. That one stinks. Ruggs has yet to prove himself. Abram. This is his third year, and we may get into this later, but he may not be a Raider much longer if he does not pull his crap together in a major way this year. Worst safety rated by PFF last year was Jonathan Abram. Um. But yeah, Muse, Bowden, add those to the list as well. And I mean, you're just looking at some horrendous picking as of late. And and that does not help a team get better when you're when you're struggling. So anyways, that was another take that we don't stink at drafting, even though we whiffed on several first round picks and some third round picks. And the thing I guess that gets me the most about the third round picks 
fellas, is that Mike Mayock was like, having three picks is like stealing. We should have come out of this with three starters. <laughs> uh, we got two guys cut that didn't play a snap, and we got uh, Brian Edwards, who might play a snap this year. We We don't know, to be honest. We may sign another... Terrell Owens may come out of retirement. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those that was also another take that I found quite humorous is that the Raiders are good at drafting. Yeah, it's it where we're the, too many times. Why is it we keep going in every year with like, well, if this player, this player and this player live up to their expectations, then we should be really good. You know, why is it like? We should have John Gruden's, we're heading into his fourth season, correct? Fourth season, like, these are his boys. Like, he has tailor-made this team at this point. So, there should be no, like, this is all on Gruden and Mayock. This is Mayock's, this is his third season, if I'm not mistaken? His seat's getting pretty hot, I have a feeling. Right. So... At this point, like the, the, this, this team, both offensively and defensively, has been made in Gruden's image for all intents and purposes. So it has to come through this year. We've talked about this before. I've talked about this before. There are other teams that have done it in less time. The Browns, the Dolphins, two teams that have turned it around and, are, and last year were better than the Raiders. I mean, the Browns made a deep playoff run last year. Uh, uh, so th- th- uh, they did that what within by Baker Mayfield's what third season in the NFL, second season in the NFL, something like that. I mean, so uh, it's all been done in less than four years. There are other teams that have been able to do it. So Raider Nation, there's this massive part of our fan base that loves to say, oh, you know, well, it takes time to build. It takes time to build. Like what, what, two, like 20 years? 30 years? Like, what, what, how, how, how long are we going to bury our heads in the sand and go, oh, you know, this is fine. The house is burning around us. This is fine. Everything's fine. You know, at some point, like, heads have to roll. And at some point, in my opinion, and we'll get into this later, I, I, I was really happy that Mayock, I feel like Mayock kind of put his cards on the table when he came out about a week ago and said, this, like, it's playoffs this year. We have to be a playoff team this year. And I thought, you're dang straight. You have to be a playoff (laughs) team this year. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, 100%. There's no more rebuilding. We are out of the rebuilding phase, Raider Nation. We are out. So do not even use that excuse. Do not even use that as a crutch. We are no longer rebuilding. This is John Gruden. Four years to put this roster together. This roster better be in the playoffs come January. And if it isn't, I want John Gruden gone, and I want Mike Mayock gone as well, which pains me to say because I like them both. I thought Mayock was the best pickup of the offseason, the year that we picked Mayock up, out of even out of the free agents and everything that we took that year. I think we even took a, um, oh, who's the big old uh, right tackle that year? Trent um, Brown. Yeah, I think we took Trent Brown that year too, and I thought I thought Mayock was the better pick, uh, hiring him. So. It, yeah, for me at this point, like you, if we don't, if we're not a playoff team this year, I don't care if we're nine and and eight. 
because I forget we have the extra play game this year. If we're nine and eight, and it's like, oh, we missed the playoffs by one game. That doesn't cut it for me. At that point, sell everything. See, get get rid of get rid of Mayop, get rid of Gruden, get rid of Carr, get just burn it all down. Bring up. I want a totally new set of people in from offensive coordinator to defensive coordinator. Start from scratch and 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 give somebody else a shot because it's just we're we've been chasing our tails for twenty years, and I've been hearing the same oh. Just give us one more year. Oh man, next year we're gonna be. Oh man, just give us give us a, a good linebacker and a good running back. We're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. I'm so sick to death of that. I'm sick of it. And we're <laughs> and every year we're not any closer. We're not any closer. So men. Well, that's not just to my take. Our, not to toot our own horns here at the insiders of the BTE, but I believe the last at least two drafts we have picked players that have turned out to be quite successful in their first two years in the league when we decide to reach for players that are now on the second string of defense or How not sad even is on that? the team. Three years in, our fourth overall pick. The fourth overall pick in the draft is a backup. That's pathetic. That just but speaks guys, once again. he's a good run-stopping defensive end. You don't, if, if you just take pick, Crosby, you better be a run-stopping quarterback if, if sacking. Ta- if you just trade Crosby for Farrell, that's a great pick, guys. <laughs> if fourth overall pick, you better be, you better be the best dadgum run-stuffer, quarterback sacker, getting after your mom, hide your kids, hide your wife, a player. Uh, uh, and, and you better be the next Buck Chicken Khalil Mack at fourth overall pick. So get out of here. I, I you ain't drafting somebody to be one dimensional at the fourth overall pick unless he's a wide receiver. In that case, just go run your routes and and be really good at that. But we're asking that's just dumb. Cleo Farrell should be a well-rounded player right now, not sitting behind you know Ngakwe and 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 Crosby. That's sad. That's sad. And again, it pains me to say this because I liked Farrell. I was the one. I, I mean, I, I stumped yeah, through this guy when we took Yeah, you cursed us with Farrell and Ruggs, you jerk. Yeah, You know, okay, go. I didn't like Ruggs. I joked about Ruggs, to be clear. I said, watch, we're going to take Ruggs when every other you receiver's going to be on the board. Like that. And what happened? You know, just let me into the draft room for just the, oh, the, the first day. Please. Because we could have picked better than this, but all that to say, Devin pays, White. <laughs> we could have. He's we okay. Could have had White. He's all right. He's just won a Super Bowl <laughs> or been one of the best linebackers in the NFL for you know. You know who years. else I wanted? You know who else I wanted that the Bucks took? Who's that safety out of Minnesota? Antoine Winfield. Winfield. Junior. <laughs> My heart. My heart. Oh, <laughs> Jerry Judy. <gasps> C.D. Yep. Lamb, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, Ooh. T. Higgins. Ha! The list goes on. And it yes. will continue to go on until something, <laughs> until heads roll, like we said. So yeah. they should turn yeah. it over to BTE and we'll just, we'll run this show. Uh, that's a at great least, idea. At least let us draft for a couple of rounds. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I think how you know awesome that would be. That would be amazing, and I think we'd do a heck of a job too. I think like we'd have Devin White at this point, 
I mean, we'd have Jerry Judy at this yeah. point as well. Judy or Lamb. I'm or I'd Lamb. be happy with either one of those. It, we d- would have had that defensive end who went to Jacksonville instead. Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen or Brian Burns or who's the kid that went to uh Washington football team? Um Sweat, Montez Sweat. Oh yeah, Montez oh, Sweat. Sweet uh-huh. Sweat. I can't Sweet Sweat. We'll call him Sweet Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. We those were all the players we liked over everybody else that we've taken. And so far everybody else we've taken, like now we're all waiting with bated breath praying that rugs will show out this year. Mm-hmm. We're all waiting with braided breath, hoping that Abram will live up to a first round pick. Really the only pick that we like is Josh Jacobs, and he has yeah. lived up to that and then some. And and even Tyler wasn't a huge fan of no, that. No, I was not a huge fan. Him. I will admit that right here, right now. I did not like that pick at all. Because yeah. he was the backup at Alabama. He wasn't even the starter. Like why right. the heck are we taking this bum? But I have eaten crow on several occasions for that. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. You know, when we're wrong, we admit that we're wrong. And we will gladly eat crow. We don't sweep it under the rug. We don't him and haw. We don't go, oh, we'll, I mean, uh, you know, we just, uh, you know, uh, took it out of context. Uh, uh, you know, no. Look, we just, we, we, we will own it because it's on the airwaves. Once you post it to the interweb, it's out there for everybody for eternity. So you yep. can just play it back, and that's the beauty of the interweb. And so we are more than happy to go back and say, look, we're, we were wrong. But unfortunately, we haven't been wrong very often. And um, I hope, I, I truly hope that, you know, my predictions for this week and for this season are wrong. I really do, because I'm not very optimistic. I'll be honest with the Raider Nation, and we'll get more into that as the podcast goes on. Um, but, uh, guys, should, should we break down the roster? I, that's what I was going to say. I think we should start with the roster. Let's go through because Tyler had a very interesting, um, kind of exercise as we were talking this week and he was just, he, we looked at each position and decided, did it get worse? Did it get better? Did it say the same through the off season as we kind of looked at our off season moves? Um, and I thought this would be something good that we could all sit down Decide, are we on the same page? Maybe even argue it out if we have differences of opinion, because we did a couple times through our private chat. Uh, So, Tyler, take it away. Let's look at this roster, the starting roster for Monday night. All right. So, as of this is as of September 7th. Um, I guess we could just start at the top of this list. So, this year we lost uh, Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots. I'm not real sure that that was a wise move. I don't know if that was just like a one-year shining star for him, like, and then he got a fat contract. I don't know. But we lost him. We lost Nelson Aguilar. Now we have Henry Ruggs III, um, who will be backed up allegedly by Zay Jones. Uh, Zay Jones usually gets like a ton of preseason hype, and then he has like 10 catches in the regular season. Um, so Henry Ruggs, the third, we're going to play a game called better, worse, same. Um, and so Birch, I ask you, Henry Ruggs, the third, better, worse, or the same as Nelson Aguilar? Oh, from what I've seen worse. Yeah. Yeah. Micah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna agree as well, just because you base it on last year's production. He was he wasn't anywhere near as good as Aguilar. Aguilar was our number one receiver last year. We let him walk. So I'm gonna say that position got worse. Until proven I otherwise. am going Yeah, I, yeah, exact right. Until proven otherwise, there we it's go. gotten worse. Yes. I, I am in agreement with that. I put a W by that one for worse. All right, left tackle is the same. It's Colton Miller. So we didn't really get better, didn't get worse. I think Colton Miller has been a solid pick. Yeah. Um, Until you look at the guard, backup position. Yo, <laughs> oh, we we don't speak of such things. We don't. We pray to the to the football gods <laughs> that there is no injury because turnstile <laughs> Parker will be in. <laughs> He will be in it's, the game, and that is no bueno for anybody involved, including my television, which may meet its demise if that happens. I, dig- I digress. My bad. My bad. Yeah, That's, it's he who must not be named on this right, podcast. Well, yes. Yes, old turnstile Parker. Anyway, at left guard, projected starter Richie Incognito. He was the starter last year, went down with an Achilles injury, Birch, I think he's 38. Isn't that what you said? I think so. Yeah, he's he's getting up there. 38. I love the guy. I love his intensity. I but I'm not sure that he is back. It usually takes like a couple years for football players to come back um from a well, from an Achilles injury. So I'm not real sure what to say size. on that position. Birch, go for it. Um, worse. Okay. Because of the injury. Because of the injury, not because of incognito. If he can stay healthy, then I think it's great. And I actually don't mind John Simpson either. He's kind of a big road grader too. So That is true. Micah? Yeah, be- because of the injury and in the last preseason game, if I'm not mistaken, there was a preseason game or one of the practices, he went down injured again. Um, yes. uh, just briefly. I mean, it wasn't serious, but to me, that's gotten worse between the age, the injury, and seeing him kind of hobbled this offseason. I have no faith in that. Uh, if he, like Bert said, if he can stay healthy, hallelujah. I love it. But I have no confidence that he's going to make it through four or five, the first four or five weeks of the season. So I'm going to say he's gotten worse. Okay. That position's gotten worse. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair this assessment. Is not good I so didn't far. know. I didn't really know how to judge that. I would say probably worse for the wear uh, if I had to say anything. All right, at center, we now have number 68, Andre James, replacing the perennial should-have-been-pro bowler, Rodney Hudson, who asked for a trade and was traded to the Arizona Cardinals in the offseason. Uh, Micah, this one, I'm going to lob you a softball. Better, worse, or same for Andre first, James uh, at the center position? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say first off, shout out to Hudson. We love you. Raider Nation loves you. And we're, we apologize. I apologize on behalf of Raider Nation. Uh, I hope you do well in Arizona. Uh, the position got worse until proven otherwise. Once again, um, I would, would you rather have Hudson or James starting uh, Hudson all day long? And until James can prove it on the field, it's kind of like a Henry Ruggs thing. Uh, I think it got worse. Birch? Um, Agreed. Although he has, this is a total Raiders saying, he has flash potential when he had to fill in. 
Um, he filled take in- your potential, shine it up real nice. <laughs> hey, listen. He filled in really nicely when Hudson was hurt one game. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it got worse. Uh, hopefully, though, he he can prove us wrong. Like, just like the whole team. Yep. Yep. I agree. I think it got worse. And just for the reasons everybody else has said, the backup center position, though, intrigues me. Because should um, Andre James go down... We have Nick Martin, who was a good starter for um, for the Texans. He was, I, I believe, a second-round draft pick, play, can play guard, uh, and can fill in at center. So I've, I like the backup center um, going into this year a lot better than I did last year, but I do believe that that got worse. Um, and then we'll go to right guard. We've got Denzel Good, um, and then and I guess like that was that was uh, Gabe Jackson's spot last year. Though uh, Denzel Good has filled in for him in the past. Uh, Birch, better, worse, or same? Denzel Good versus Gabe Jackson. Um, same. I actually kind of like. Denzel Good. He's a versatile offensive lineman that can shift out to tackle if we need to. Um, but he's a big, massive dude. Our offensive line is still really massive. We, we just have to see if they can put it all together. And I mean, we've bashed Tom Cable before, but he's done, he did really well with the offensive line last year. The old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't know what happened with that, but we decided <laughs> to blow it up. So I'm kind of I'm nervous slash intrigued to see what this looks like this year but I do like I think it's a same for Denzel Good because um Gabe was kind of up and down last year yeah I'm gonna agree with Birch on that I think it's the same I don't think we lost anything there with Gabe Jackson leaving I think there was like Gabe Jackson was one of those players like he flashed the potential it was like man he had some good games then he had some like, what in the world is going on? Um, so I'm going to say it stayed the same. All right. I'm going to say slightly worse. And that is based on PFF grades. Uh, Denzel Good's PFF grade was like two points lower than Gabe Jackson's. I think um, I think Denzel Good has settled into being a guard better than he was settling into being a tackle in Indianapolis. That's a good thing, but I'm going to go slightly worse just, just to give a different a point of view, uh, just to not agree with everybody uh, on that one. And then we go to the untested rookie, uh, Alex Leatherwood at our right tackle, our first round draft pick this year. Um, he's a massive mountain of a man, but we said that about Trent Brown last year or for the past two years and Trent Brown stunk because he was always injured or getting bubbles injected to his venous system or whatever. Um, so I, even I'm going to go first on this one. What's that? <laughs> I said rolled an ankle at the buffet. Yes. Ate too many fruit by the foots. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one. That dude blew up like 
like like a balloon, dude. Come yeah, on. He, that guy that guy got paid and then just did not care. Get out yep. of here. That is 100% accurate, and I was wrong on that. I thought he was injured all last year because, I mean, let's be honest, getting, like, uh, a bubble injected into you is not, is not a good thing. Um, but, yeah, right. that was that was not not a great pickup in the offseason. Um, so I, I think it's kind of a wash with Alex Leatherwood because we really didn't, we had Sam Young, we had Trent Brown, and we had a plethora of other people that played right tackle last year. I don't really think it got worse. Don't really think it got better with Leatherwood. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? I'll let you go first, Micah. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb. I actually think Alex Leatherwood's going to make the position better. Um, I liked the Colton Miller. or I didn't like it at first, but I thought, well, it's not bad. It's never sexy when you take an offensive lineman in the first round. It's just not. Um, but watching Alex Leatherwood in the preseason, uh, watching what he did at Alabama, I think he's going to be fantastic. I think he's. we're going to look at this. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders got a lot of flack for taking him. Remember this. But then we, as reports kind of started to leak out in later days as the weeks went on, they're like, remember, there are a lot of people that didn't play last year because of the whole the whole COVID thing. Or, you know, there were only like some teams only played like five, six games the whole year. So it was really tough to evaluate talent. That being said, you know, offensive linemen, that's about the like maybe the most, I hate to say surefire because nothing's surefire, but maybe the most like consistent thing that you can look at and go, okay, this guy, you know, is going to be good. This, you know, his technique, his size, um, I think the Raiders went with the safe pick in Alex Leatherwood. And there were reports talking about, like, there were a lot of people that actually had Alex Leatherwood going. If it were a typical, if if 2020 had been a regular football season, Alex Leatherwood would have been a first-round pick, a lock first-round pick. Um, so I actually think he's going to be good. I think he makes the position better. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he makes the position better. Oh, Birch. the right tackle position has plagued us for years. Um, I'm hopeful. I I didn't like the pick that early for an offensive lineman, like you said, Micah, but it panned out with Colton Miller. And if it could pan out with uh, Leatherwood, that would just be, I mean, that would be great. That would be because we need that right tackle to prevent Brandon Parker from coming into the game for everyone's <laughs> sake. So um, please let's I not still, say that name again. It I it still hurts. don't understand how that dude is still on the team and they're saying that he's gotten so much better this offseason. Didn't seem like that way in preseason. So anyway. We'll just uh, call that a same then. Should we just call same. it a wash? Say the same. All right. Same. That's fair. That's fair. Alrighty. Next up, so I'm Darren Waller, he's a monster. I don't think we have to spend much time on that. As a matter of fact, hey, I think the only... Interesting thing, though, is I thought Carrier was on the practice squad. He's listed no. as the third tight end over Bowers. He is, and Bowers is like the fourth string, so we're carrying four tight ends as of right now. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but Waller... Moreau and Carrier and Bowers, um, those are the your four tight ends. 
The only change really there is that Jason Witten retired again in the offseason, so that Yay. that didn't really do much for us nor hurt us last year. Um, so tight end spot really looks about the same. Uh, so I, I'm going to say that's same, uh, if that's okay with you guys, and we'll move on. Uh, no, I want to say no. I think it gets better because Foster Moreau was injured all last year. That's he true. showed great flashes his rookie year. I think get even Witten last can't, year he did. Yeah. yeah, put Jason Witten in a in a in a in a what wheel wheel him out of the stadium. Put Foster Moreau in a there. I think the position gets better with yeah wheelchair. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. I think I think you get some dual tight end sense with side tight end sets with Foster Moreau and Darren Waller. I love that all day long. I personally I would stump for the tight end position that got better. Okay. I I I can accept that. Yay! Okay, sorry. I just had to campaign for that. Uh wide receiver number 89 Brian Edwards. He starts uh along with <laughs> Woo! Sorry. Holy Moses. Um, uh, Hunter Renfro will be in the slot, and Edwards allegedly will be on the side across from Henry Ruggs. Guys, I honestly don't remember who played in the spot opposite of Aguilar last year. Um, Was it Ruggs? Did we have Ruggs and Aguilar? Were those the two starters? Because I can't. I've been racking my brain and I don't remember anybody else. I think that's what it was because if I'm not mistaken, the Raiders split Waller out quite a bit as well uh, yes. to make up for the fact that Edwards was hurt quite a bit last year and Ruggs was nagged, I believe, by a foot injury a lot of last year as well. Yes. So that one, Brian Edwards, is another one of those potential things we're going to have to see. Right. Uh, we hope it got word. better. What's that? Don't potential? Use the P word. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm I, I'm not real sure. I I think maybe overall because we have Willie Sneed uh, on there as well as one of. So we've got Zay Jones as a backup, Willie Sneed as a backup, and you got Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, and Rugs. There's a lot of potential there. I know that Hunter Renfro is probably my second favorite player on the team besides Darren Waller. It's like one A and one B, uh, but yeah. I'm not real sure that the the wide receiver position feels much improved to me, especially when we let Algalor go, like we already talked about. Any thoughts on that one, gentlemen? I um, yeah, for me it stays the ahead. same personally. I, I I love Hunter Renfro. The dude's burning people in the offseason. I think he's gonna get better, but it might get balanced out a little bit just because we don't know what we have in Brian Edwards. He's a big bodied wide receiver. Carr loves the big bodied wide receivers if we've seen anything in his career. Um uh Edwards should get a lot of targets, but we don't know that. So in my opinion it would stay the same. Yeah. You guys do realize our two starting wide receivers are second-year players who have done nothing. Yep, I yeah. do realize that. Ruggs was, like, ranked, what was it, like, 12th out of 14th? In no, he was dead last. Something like that. Was he dead last? Yep. Yeah. Really instilled some confidence there. But, yeah, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> All right. 
so that takes us to quarterback Derek Carr, uh, the incumbent starter since 2014. Uh, in his what? Well, I guess that makes this seven or eight years. Eight years. Eight years that he has started. Wow. Uh, we have uh, we have Keyshawn Johnson calling uh, calling Carr an elite top five quarterback today. We also have uh, Colin Cowherd calling Derek Carr the most underrated. Did he hold hold it? Hold up. Hey, um, Derek Carr is the is that- most underrated player, Micah. Not just quarterback, wow. but player, according to Colin Cowherd via The Herd. Um, Derek Carr, very de- divisive individual in the Raider Nation. You either love him or you hate him, and there's no in-between. Though I find myself in the in-between, Micah. I want to love him, but he continuously lets me down in big pressure moments. I don't care about garbage stats. I care about wins and and that clutchness. Um, and this may hurt some of Raider Nation's feelings, but I, I'm not a huge fan of Derek Carr. Uh, fumbling out of end zones, fumbling out of bounds throwing costly interceptions, those things bother me. But, Micah, your take? Yeah. I, as far as the position as a whole with Derek Carr, Mariota, uh, you know, Nathan Peterman. Don't forget Super Peterman. <laughs> I mean, I look, after preseason week one, I was convinced Peterman should be the starter, all right? <laughs> I kid, of course. But uh, I think the position as the whole stays the same this year. Um, I mean, look, Carr's, like, I'll admit, Carr was better last year. He he did a better job. He had, he, he made some plays with his feet. He had some scr- moments where he'd scramble and then dump it off and, and go for a big play. But I think it's hard because we compare him to, like, the big name pl- quarterbacks right now, guys like Lamar Jackson, like Patrick Mahomes, who, when when things break down, they make something out of nothing. They create. Carr's not a creator. Carr, when the script is going well, when they can follow the script and Carr has the support cast around him, he's phenomenal. Probably one of the better quarterback. One of the, I mean, I would say a top eight quarterback, maybe even a top five quarterback in the league if the script is going well in the game. The problem is with the Raiders, our script doesn't go well. We have a defense that's trash. We have offensive play. Like our offense is, is solid, is is solid. But too many times again last year, it seems like we were kicking field goals and not and in the red zone and not finding the end zone. At some point, you got to look at your quarterback and go, okay, part of this is on him. So for me as a whole. I, I I think he's gonna he's gonna be relying heavily on the development of Ruggs and Edwards and I, that just makes me nervous. He does have Waller, he has Jacobs, he has Renfro. I like that and Foster Moreau. I think Foster Moreau is gonna be a sneaky player to watch this year. Um, but I just don't the at the wide receiver position that might make or break Carr this year, and that's kind of a scary proposition. So I'm gonna say personally again, I think that the 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 overall. The position stays the same, but it's based on how well does the offensive line play this year 
And how good are our wide receivers? Do they step up in year two? Excellent points, Micah. I'm gonna, I agree with you. I'm going to say the same. Um, the nation is uh, losing their minds today because Keyshawn Johnson on first take said that Carr was one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I don't understand why we can't or don't or won't go out and sign a number one wide receiver. I don't get it. Like Carr, yeah, we have we have Waller, as we mentioned. We've got third and Renfro. But like we don't and we haven't had a number one wide receiver since God, dare I say, like Tim Brown and Jerry Rice? Yeah, that's fair. Crabtree like, wasn't horrid. Yeah, Crabtree and the Cooper combo, like, but like the last since they left, like we haven't done anything at the wide receiver position. We tried to fill that void with Tyrell Williams, who was injury prone. I just think Carr needs some. I mean, I some more weapons out on wide receiver, just like a, and hopefully Edwards or Rugs. Hopefully they can do that. I just don't think we use our players like they should be used. So that's just mine. I'm gonna say same. I'm. If it doesn't work out this year, I think we something's got to change. We got to go a different direction because I mean it's like beating a dead horse over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> over again, just keep beating it. All right, that takes us to Josh Jacobs as the starting running back, and Kenyon Drake. With the backup spot uh, and Peyton Barber, because Jalen Richard has been injured, and I'm trying to keep this show together at the moment. Uh, Josh Jacobs, this is his third year at running back, and he seems primed for a good year. Nice to have Kenyon Drake coming over from the Cardinals. Um, we lost Devontae Booker to the Giants. In the offseason, I think that actually gets better from Booker to Kenyon Drake. Um, and then uh, I thought Richard was going to get cut for Regus, Trey Regus, uh, in, the, in the preseason. But he's on IR for at least a couple weeks uh, until he gets another crack at stuff. Uh I guess let's Birch. What do you think of uh, the the running back situation? I would say better. Um, what I don't understand is why. I mean, I know everybody hates the Raiders. Do they just because they just do? But like, I don't understand why Cleveland can have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and everyone's cool with it. Like, oh, that's great. Why can't we? have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. But everybody in the offseason hated that pick. But I like it because he's a he's he's a little bit different of a running back. Gives us a little bit um of a miss mismatch there. And you know, I just I think it's gonna be good. I like that. I hope not that I want anyone to be injured, but I hope Richard stays injured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see Barber. I don't even know. I haven't even looked him up. Is he like a bigger running back, like a Zach Crockett maybe? I don't know. Anybody? Bueller? 
I, I have no I idea. I don't know I, a I ton do... about him. Played for the Washington football team, and that's about all I know. I do like the Kenyon Drake just because of his like hands out of the backfield. I think that works well, especially with the dink and dunk that you know in the past Carr likes to do. Um, Kenyon Drake's one of those players, kind of like Jacobs. Like get him into the open field, you know, dump it off to him on the outside, and let him go to work on one on one coverage with a linebacker. You know, I love that all day long. So I think that dual threat, being able to switch that in and out, um, I like it. So I would say it got better as well. Peyton Barber is 5'11", 225, so a little bit bigger of a of a back. So maybe we could, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, so we, we all agree better for the running back position. Yeah. Micah, I guess we can't leave out Alec Ingold at the fullback. He probably is better this year than he was last year. That We know that the Raiders... Yeah rely on that fullback position quite a bit, but I'm not, I'm going to kind of say that's the same. Have you been keeping a tally on whether overall the offense has gotten better or worse, or is it about the same? You know, honestly, right now out of all the positions, um, we have three worse, two betters and six sames. So, I mean, overall, uh, I mean, it doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. I mean, like if you were, if you were happy with how it was last year, that's probably about what you're going to get this year. again. Yeah. So there's so many, the problem is the offensive line. There's so many questions there that really like, that's going to decide whether how good Carr is. It's going to decide how good Jacobs is. And if the offensive line is garbage, Jacobs is not going to have a good year. Carr is not going to have a good year. And this whole year, like, we'll be excited if we can scrap five or six wins together. It really, I mean, everything hinges on how well do those guys up front, how well are they going to mesh together? And it's going to have to come together quickly because we do not have a cakewalk of a schedule right out of the gate. We have playoff caliber teams, three in a row, Miami, Pittsburgh, and the Ravens. I mean, these are all three teams that are all, I guarantee it, all three of these teams at the end of the season are all going to have anywhere between probably 9 and 11 wins or more, minimum of 9 wins, and they're all going to be jockeying for, so we don't have time, we're not easing in, it's not like we play, you know, the Washington football team or some, you know, team that's like, well, they're not having a great, you know, Jacksonville, we're not playing Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, you know, it's... We, it better come together fast or else the wheels are going to come off this thing fast, I'm afraid. I agree. Do we want to uh, run through the defense? Dude, let's run through it like a, like a, yeah, smoothie through me on a late night. hey <laughs> All right. So defensive end, uh, we've got Yannick Ngakwe on one end, backed up by Carl Nassib and Malcolm Kuntz who was a uh, a draft pick, I think fifth-round draft pick out of Buffalo this year, Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, Carl Nassib was a backup last year as well. I think Yannick Ngakwe is better than uh, Cleland Furl. Prove me yeah. wrong. Change my mind. <laughs> I think like I think you could just lump the whole defensive end position in as a whole, and I think the defensive end position as a whole got better because of Ngakwe coming in. I like that. I like that Max Crosby starting. Um, and I mean Carl Nassib 
Cleo Farrell, uh, I mean, they're, I think they're serviceable backups, but I hate to say I don't want to see much of them. I want to see I want to see Crosby and Ngakwe out there. So, but as a whole, I think the defensive end position got better. I agree, Birch. Uh, same, yeah. Um, not a not a huge fan. I would. I mean, Nassib's okay, but I would rather see somebody else out there. But the anyways. production just hasn't been there. Like all of Nassib's career, the production hasn't been there. No, you know. So yeah. I mean, like. He, he's he's a, he's a, he's like a bona fide backup. Like he's he's probably he's a he's a solid backup player. Are there probably other players out there that could maybe you know push him for the backup spot? Probably. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I really wanted like, um, going back to this. I really wanted Yannick last year. I think he he's really going to help Max because Cleveland couldn't do that on the outside if that makes sense yeah. so i think he's a having great two run stopper solid, though shut your mouth <laughs> two solid pass rushers um i've heard heard people say they're both gonna go for 10 sacks this year which would almost equal our total from last year so no. we'll see about that <laughs> well done birch well done indeed uh i guess we can we can lump the defensive tackle position together as well. Uh, Jonathan Hankins returns. Um, Only returner. Yeah. Uh, Cause Malik Collins, you man, we tried to get him back, but he just went for a really high price in free he agency. Couldn't, could, <laughs> couldn't afford to get him back. Um, <laughs> and so we've got uh, uh, somebody that I really liked in the preseason, Darius Phylon, Philon, Philon, I don't know how to say it, Pylon, I I don't know, but I liked him uh, in the preseason, Quentin Jefferson, Solomon Thomas, and then the name that I really like, if he can return to form, Gerald McCoy, gentlemen, that could be a game changer for the Raiders if he can stay healthy and get back to where he was with the uh, Tampa Bay butts. <laughs> yeah, him and, and Solomon Thomas both. I mean, like, I look at the defensive line and I'm like, how, for me personally, at least the names on this defensive line, I'm like, thank you. Like, I, I, I feel like w- we have names here of people that can actually get after the quarterback, not a bunch of young people. Like, like you know, you don't have a bunch of Max Crosby's and, 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 um, uh, and and Cleveland Farrells and Carl Nassibs, you don't have like second string players trying to bring up these young guys anymore. Like I, you have, I feel like you've got some real meat and potatoes on the offensive or on the defensive line now. So like, I think as a whole, it got better. And we're talking defensive tackle. I mean, you're, you're trading out Jonathan Hankins, Quinton Jefferson, Solomon Thomas, and Gerald McCoy. Are all are all sliding in and out of there? I love that all day long and twice on Sundays. So I'm going to give it a, a two enthusiastic thumbs up. That whole unit got better. We better see a lot more sacks this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I um I love this defensive line. Um, there's some nasty players on there. Like I understand the preseason, you're probably playing not playing against a lot of starters. But the one that stood out to me, like you said, Tyler, was Phylon. Like, 
That dude was like, I don't know if it's like his hair or what, but he was like flying around the field, making plays. Um, And then, like you said, Gerald McCoy, he played in the last preseason game just to get his feet wet, get used to the contact and everything again. But the dude looked like a beast. I know he's playing against second, third stringers, but that's a group to watch out for. So I really like the defensive line. Um, And we got old Jonathan Hankins back. Really like him too. So hopefully those guys can take take on some double teams and free up Max and Yannick on the outside to go one-on-one and win some of those battles out there. Because we have to get after the quarterback or else – we're we're toast on the end, on the back end. Burnt, burnt breakfast toast on that one. Uh, okay, so that takes care of D end and the the defensive line. Um, gentlemen, we come to a position that has plagued us for years. We find ourselves looking at the linebackers. Uh, going into the season, it was projected that. Javin White would be a backup, that Nick Morrow would be a starter, that we would have Littleton and Kwiatkowski also as starters, and then that we would have, moment of silence, Tanner Muse also as a backup, and probably Divine Diablo as a backup, changing from safety where he played at Virginia Tech to linebacker in the NFL. Um, But now we find ourselves in a little bit different situation, don't we? We have K.J. Wright, who we just signed this week. We have Denzel Perryman, who we traded for, who played under um, Bradley in San Diego or Los Angeles. And and we still have uh, Nick Kwiatkowski. We still have Corey Littleton, who I hope can return to his former self uh, when he was with the Rams. Overall, um, Micah, why don't you go first on this? I will go last. I think overall, I think it got better. I like the veteran names. I hope that we get Morrow back. I don't. I think he's just on IR right now. I, I don't know if there's anything. I haven't heard anything like terribly serious about that injury. Um, I just, you know. So hopefully, at some point in the season, we get him back. The veteran presence I like. I still think there's plenty of gas in the tank, obviously, with like Kwiatkowski, Corey Littleton. Um, obviously, having a Super Bowl champion, you know, linebacker and KJ Wright is awesome. Uh, Denzel Perryman, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I'm kind of, you know, he's a vet. He's a solid vet. He wasn't terrible, wasn't great, um, in my opinion. So I'm going to say, though, overall, I, mainly because it's like, we have a, a different defensive scheme um, than we had last year with old Bucket Face. I forget his name right now. Gunther. Uh, yeah, Gunther. I'm going to say slightly better. The linebacker position gets better this year. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think it's better. Um, you know, we kind of we started out the show bashing the take of a top five defense. I don't think we're going to be that hype, but I do think – that we're going to show some improvement, some really good improvement. I mean, you look at the defensive line. We talked about that. The linebackers, I'm super excited about because we got a couple players familiar with the scheme. And like uh, you mentioned, Tyler, 
The one player I'm really intrigued to watch is how Corey Littleton comes out this year because I know he was not thrilled about his performance last year, which, no surprise, shocker, he was terrible. But um, I listened to K.J. Wright's initial press conference, and the dude was, like, on fire. Like, he still got that fire to play football and the first question that one of the reporters asked he's like whoa 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 he like stopped him and said yeah I'm pissed off like I'm ready to go like you could just feel like he was about ready to jump over the table and tackle the reporter but um we got some good linebackers because Moro's good Saint Nick I like him Kwiatkowski showed some flash last year and then we got um hopefully I really was hopeful for White I liked what he put on tape during the preseason until he went down with that knee injury. So I'm as a lengthy answer, I'm just going to go with better. Okay. I, I too think because of scheme. Yes. I think that will be better because Paul Gunther doesn't have a scheme. Paul Gunther was terrible. Um, but I, I think we get better and I think our depth is better. I think KJ Wright still has uh, enough in the tank. Uh, he's still very quick. Um, I I do. I I'm with you guys. I think that the depth. I mean, Morrow was supposed to be a starter at the beginning of the year, right? And then we were supposed to have Javin White as a backup. Well, now we've got Morrow probably as a backup when he comes back. That's that's a few and we're we haven't even really mentioned Kwiatkowski. He was solid last year. I think those are I think the linebacker position is better and it's got much better depth than we had last year. Um which that then takes us to our corners. We will kind of just lump them together. Uh Trayvon Mullen is back again uh as as Micah alluded to earlier in his third season out of Clemson. Uh, we've got Casey Hayward Jr., who we signed in the offseason. I liked that. Um, we've got Nate Hobbs, who was a what I, fourth round pick, I think, this year out of Illinois uh, in the nickel spot. And we've got Damon Arnett and Amik Robertson as well um, at the corner position. What are your guys' what what's your take on the on the corners? Better, worse, same. Birch. Oh. Um, I definitely like the addition of Hayward and Merrig in the back. Um and and Amik, uh he's he played with a different style this this preseason. I liked what I saw out of him. He looked lost last year in Gunther's defense, but I think he's. I think the reason why I like Bradley is he lets the players play more free and fast. So that's what he wants them to do. Um, still don't like. Uh, I mean, if Abram can put his head on straight and like <laughs> the play, I keep remembering is when we had the Chiefs beat and Kelsey was running down the field because Abrams was clear across the field when he should have been in the middle <laughs> so if he can like hone it in um i think having merrick back there will help um uh, and you can't forget lawson will be back soon tyler 
Oh, how dare I forget that one? <laughs> and and I think I, I know we I was just wondering on this list, I didn't see Keyshawn Nixon on there. I think he starts the season on IR, if I'm not if I remember correctly. Yeah. So oh man, I'm I until proven otherwise, I'm gonna say the same. I don't okay. s- yeah. We're sticking with just corners right now. We're we're not oh, not safeties. If we're sorry. talking just sorry. If we're talking just corners, yeah, pay attention, Birch. Come on, man. I know you're getting older, but like you need to like take some of that. <laughs> ah. They've got like pills for like being able to like wow. focus up. I think it's like some sort of like extract from. I thought we were lumping them like all that. together. The defensive backs. My bad. <laughs> um, kind of depends on like Trayvon Mullen gets back to form. I like the the veteran presence of Casey Hayward might help Damon Arnett. I like the fact that Nate Hobbs is playing with his hair like he's got hair on fire. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Mullen's gonna be good again this year. I think Casey Hayward pushes Damon Arnett. I think Hobbs will work his way into the starting rotation as well. Um, Amik Robertson, I don't know. He seems kind of like at least last year and this year too is like a preseason champion still kind of a lot to prove there in my opinion even though I really liked the pick last year I'm gonna say slightly better I think just because like I said Mullen's heading into his third year I like that even Damon Arnett his second year even though I wasn't a fan of that pick um I just think the overall like just again being out of Gunther's defense and and just the maybe the maturity being in the in the NFL more for some of these younger players, I'm going to give it a slight edge of better, in my opinion. I'm going to be honest. I don't like this group much at all. Uh, I know that Nate Hobbs had a really good preseason and a really good camp, but I have heard that many times before. I think Mullen right. is a is a solid corner. I don't really know what Casey Hayward has left in the tank because I don't remember seeing him play in the preseason at all. Uh, I think they were trying to keep him fresh. And so I'm not a huge fan of Arnett. I hated that pick. I still hate that pick. I I mean, I, I hated that he quit football and then came back and then that we expected him to like, not want to quit football when things get tough. I don't like his work ethic. Um, I I heard, I, I think Birch, I think, didn't you say that he played at like 175 pounds last year? Yeah, he was 175 pounds and then beef, he started lifting iron instead of bands because he couldn't handle, handle that. Oh, okay, <laughs> so he started doing heavier weights and put on a few pounds um, I'm excited to see what Nate Hobb does against Nate Hobbs does against actual starters. Uh, right. There's a lot of people that can play really well against fourth string backups that aren't in the NFL anymore this, this week. Um, so I'm excited. There is once again, that P word potential, uh, in Nate Hobbs. Um, I don't like Keyshawn Nixon very much. Um, I think the dude is burnt toast. He's decent. He's, he's pretty good at special teams. Um, but as a corner, I'm not huge on, on 
what he brings to the table as far as depth goes. So I, I think we're like Trayvon Mullen going down with an injury away from just being like horrible like we are in the secondary almost every year. So hopefully we can stay healthy. That's one of those positions, Micah, you you alluded to that earlier that, you know, we we have to hope that, you know, nobody goes down. And so so that we because we I just don't feel like we have the depth to handle that unless a Meek Robertson comes back and plays on the outside well, like he was doing um, in the preseason because they moved him kind of gave up on the slot position, moved him back outside, which I liked because, hey, that's what he does. Well, why why not put somebody in a position where they do well? That just makes too much sense. That's why. Um, <laughs> well, that's one of those things, too, that, like, I think that position could benefit a lot from a good pass rush. So if we, you know, we've seen that time and time again, year in, year out, we're like, quarterbacks have five, six, nine, 15 seconds to throw. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, you know, I don't care if you're Richard Sherman, you can't cover for eight seconds, you know? So, um, uh, so it's one of those things I'm like, if if we can get a decent pass rush with the players we've added this year, I think the corner position is is much improved because I think those guys can do a really good job in coverage for the initial you know three three and a half seconds something like that. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, so I think do what do we just stick with the same on that one this year then for now? Yeah, I guess for now. Uh, so we'll move to safety then. Now we move to safety, yes, where we have uh, duh, 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 uh, our second round pick, Trayvon Merrig. Yeah. Yay! <sighs> That's my guy. That's my boy, uh, Trayvon Merrig. Uh, and we've got Jonathan Abrams with an S, right, guys? <laughs> no, I he, know. He gets the S until he... Uh, he can play the position real well. Then we'll drop the S. Yes, that's that's fair. Uh, and then we've got so we've got Merrick, who is a rookie. We have uh, another rookie at the strong safety position, Tyree Gillespie. Uh, I think we took like three safeties: Gillespie, Divine Diablo, who converted to linebacker, and Merrick um, in the draft at different times, and then. Uh, a guy who who made the team with solid play that I didn't really think would make the team, Roderick Teamer, number 33. He will be uh, backing up Merrig at the free safety position. And then Birch's favorite player from Utah State University, Stop number it. 32, <laughs> Dallin Burnt Toast Levitt. <laughs> Why? Why? You are telling me. I would rather just leave that roster spot open than have Levin. Let's carry 52 players instead of having. Yeah. Was Carl Joseph really that bad that you couldn't put him? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I didn't think Carl Joseph was that bad in the preseason, to be downright honest. But once again, it's the preseason. But yeah, we've got uh, Dallin Levitt roaming around back there. That could be disastrous if if he has to play time again this year, like he did at the end of last year. Heaven help us, uh, because I do not like he's good. If he doesn't see this team or the field other than special teams, I'm cool with that. But if yeah, he sees yeah. for playing time, 
I am not cool with that. I may lose it. So um, overall, I'm going to say that this is a big question mark for me. I really like Merrick coming out of TCU. Yeah. I thought that was a fantastic get in the second round. I was super stoked uh, when we when we got him. Jonathan Abram, his I think he's one uh, one more bad season away from being traded or just flat out cut because you just can't have. I like the intensity that he brings, but you can't be an idiot and get penalties and leave players wide open in the back of the end zone and leave your zone. Um, he's got to do a better job at execution, better execution, if if you will, <laughs> if I could bring that in. Um, and so I'm. This is kind of a wash to me, guys. This is one more that I don't really know. Are we better? Are we worse? Or is it the same? I really don't think we could get worse than the safeties that we had last year. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking better just because of the Merrig edition. Yeah. Uh, what say ye? Okay, who would you rather have starting Merrig or Levitt? Uh, Merrig for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I'll, I would take you know someone's grandma over Levitt. So um, <laughs> I take Birch's son better. over Levitt. Yeah, because like we know what we have in Levitt, which is basically burnt toast. So um, I'm willing to try anything else. Like, would you look at the toaster and see a big old very thing of burnt <laughs> toast and say, I'm going to eat that. Or somebody says, I have something else in the fridge for you. You don't know what it is, but it's fresh. Do you want it? Or you're going to go, nah, I'm going to go for the burnt toast because I can see the burnt toast. Or you're going to roll the dice and go, you know what? You got something fresh in the fridge. You know what? Yeah, surprise me. Yeah, surprise me, please. I'm going to say this unit got better. Okay. Um, We are one reckless play from Jonathan Abrams away from problems, I think, because the safety position is Abrams is our um, veteran, I guess you would call it. it I That's mean, scary. Look at the people behind him. And it doesn't, I mean, you got Teamer, Joe Gillespie, who's a rookie. I don't know much about Teamer. Um, but yeah, I uh, there's no veterans back there. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to, can it get much worse than Eric Harris and other people that played back there before them? I don't know. I'm, I'm, ah, Heath. We forgot Heath. about our boy Heath. Uh, that's a it's a big question mark for me. I don't know that one yet. I I like our starters. I do like I like Mary and I like Abram, but to an extent. But like Tyler said, if uh, if old Levitt has to come in, then we're in, we're in trouble. So question mark for me. I know that's not a choice, but I just made it a choice. So we just leave it the same then. Sure. Yeah, we can leave it the same. So, Micah, give us our tally on defense. Better, yeah. worse, or the same? Looks like I would say overall, no, nothing. We had, we didn't grade anything worse. Now, remember, we lumped like defensive end in. We didn't do it, you know, separately. We did it all. We did all the linebackers together. All everything. So we had three betters and two sames uh, when it comes right down to it. So. I honestly, like, as we run through this list and we look at it, mainly because I think the defensive line, like, okay, in Madden terms, we're going to go from, like, a 68 overall 
to maybe like minimum of an 80 overall, which I think gives us an extra dozen sacks on the year or so, maybe an extra two or three turnovers because of that pressure, because of those sacks and stuff like that, minimum. I, I think I think I I like our front four and the rotation. Maybe not necessarily a ton on the defensive end, but in the interior, which has bugged us. Well, both both have bugged us for a long time. Um, and I like, I just like the fact, guys, that we're out of the Gus Bradley or the the uh, Paul Gunther scheme. Like, it's <laughs> hopefully we're not so... out of the Gus Bradley era. It's it's only yeah, just begun. Yeah. Hopefully that I like. I, that was one of those, like, we needed a shake-up, right? It's like, look, this is obviously not working. It was a year too late, unfortunately, in my opinion. But it's just like, I'm like, I'm excited to see these players in, in just a different setting. Because, again, there's that P where I think the potential for guys like maybe even Arnett and, and, and Littleton to have bounce-back seasons and play to the performances where, like, Especially like Littleton was just an animal, you know, with the Rams. Like to get him back to that kind of form, um, I just, you know, start sending in some blitzes a little bit here and there, sprinkle dinkle it in, as they say. I don't know. Just like I just think, just the the kind of I feel like the defense has been, you know, re- revitalized, rejuvenated. It's just it's got a little tingle of excitement this year. Um, so I think overall it's going to be better, in my opinion. And not like not like just a little bit better. It's like, well, technically it was better. Like I think there's going to be a marked difference. They're going to be more like we're, I I think we're going to get more stops. I think we're going to like we're going to allow our offense more than just like well you get an extra drive or two a game. It's like our we're we're going to hand the reins over to the offense and be like, look, you want to put like you want to put this game away. You know, we're middle of the fourth quarter. We're up by. You know, nine. You want to put this game away? Put this game away right now. They you won't. know. Amen. <laughs> I hope that's what happens. But Birch, alas and alas, it may be that they don't. Uh, that's coming guys, from a wise, wise old man here. All yes, right. the sage, the sage of the group, the medicine man, if you will. Um, <laughs> that because <laughs> oh. Anyways, we do have a phone call to get to from John Russo. Uh, we could do John! that. John! We love yes. John. Yes, we do. We've missed John. Uh, let's get to that phone call, and then we will come back, answer his questions. Uh, maybe we'll do a little uh, fortune-telling, swami version, see what we end up with wins and losses for the season, and uh, we'll go from there, gentlemen. So... Without further ado, John, here you go. Tyler, Micah Birch, it's good to have you back. It is I, John. Glad to get to listen to another podcast. You guys are back on the air and happy about that. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, I imagine you'll cover topics this week, such as um, the offseason as a whole, from free agency to the draft, to Gruden Mayock's plan, how that looks right now to you. With the 53 established, recently just traded for KJ Wright um, yesterday, not official yet, and uh, Denzel Perryman. So some new linebackers to play early with experience with Morrow and White out. 
And uh, I have a couple questions for you guys this week. Uh, three questions. Number one, who will have the bigger rookie impact on defense, Nate Hobbs or Trayvon Mary? Number two, who will have more receiving yards, Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro? And number three, how many wins? Hope you guys are doing well. Have a good day. John, great to hear from you, man. Thank you so much. John's like the what did we what was John? We promoted him to something here on the pirate ship. Wasn't His he like first, first mate? mate? Uh I think first, first mate. mate was um Oh my heavens. Burton. Oh no. That's right. Was he second the mate? Burton. He anyway, was second mate. Yeah, you know, we're for those of you who don't know, we're still clinging to the fact, you know, everybody's calling the new stadium the Death Star. I refuse. It's the Black Pearl. It's a pirate ship. It just makes more sense. Plus, the Death Star was blown up twice. It was blown up twice, people. Like, pick, like, could you pick a worse name for something? Come on. Like, the Black Pearl was literally indestructible. It survived, like, 15 movies of Pirates of the Caribbean. So, I mean, I, I, will, I will die on that hill. But, John... No, I appreciate the call. Love the questions. Guys, but who has more of an impact, Nate Hobbs or, or Merrick? I think I, I would, for me, it's got to be Merrick. Uh, be, just because he's going to be a starting safety. We don't know how much playing times Nate Hobbs is going to get. Hopefully not a lot because our corners are healthy. Um, but I think at the end of the day, uh, because of the starting position, and we just we need a good safety, and I think Merrick is going to be a good safety. I think Merrick is the is the is the opposite of a Jonathan Abram. Abram's a little reckless. Abram's the kind of guy you want come crashing down on run plays. He's done that time and time again. He closes fast. I love that. Merrick's more. I feel like that strong presence in the back that like he seems like he's got a lot of football savvy. Like he's got a high IQ as far as when it comes to defense. Plus, he seems pretty tough. So, uh, I think Merrick, at the end of the day, long story short, has more of an impact at the end of 17 games. Very good. I agree. I think Merrick has a a more a hot, more of an impact. There we go. I can talk. Uh, more of an impact from <laughs> Merrick over Hobbs. Like I said, I don't know what Hobbs can do against a legit starter. Um, yeah. And so... I guess I I really don't know what Merrig can do either, but I like Merrig more. Uh, he was more highly touted coming out of college. Should have been really a first-round pick. There was a little confusion yeah. about a back injury, but he is fine. Never had surgery. He's good to go. Um, Hobbs, on the other hand, was kind of not really highly touted. They didn't really like. He was the most physical corner coming out of uh, Illinois, under Lovey Smith, but not really the best corner coming out. And I've got to get a shout out here to the Burton, who was our first mate. Uh, the Burton, That's right. if That's you're listening, right. uh, give us a call. Let us know you're still alive out there, my friend. But uh, yeah, John's the second mate. Birch, Merrig, or Hobbs? But but Tyler, if you just switch the Merrig pick and the Leatherwood pick, it's it works itself out. Stop it with that. Stop anyway, it. no. Um, I'm going to say You know my feelings can... on stupid wasted picks. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> um, the more immediate impact will be Merrick for sure. Um, uh, Hobbs has got some work to do, I think, to, to see the field behind like Mullen and um, Casey Hayward. But 
I do like what I saw from from Hobbs. Um, I liked how he was playing and flying around and making interceptions, making actually making plays on the ball and catching it rather than like letting it go through your hands. Thanks, Keith McGill. But uh, anyway, <laughs> wow, that was reaching back, Birch. That was. I just remember it was against the Chiefs. He was running down the middle of the field. It went off his hands. Some guy caught it and ran for a touchdown. That was, you know, that's one of those things. I don't know what it is with our corners and our safeties just felt like butterfingers. You could always look at about, like, at least four to five, like, what should have been turnovers every year that you could have added to the stat sheet that we just, like, they will let it just drop through their hands or, like, two players will, like, both watch it just fall to the ground and be like, what are you doing? Uh, Hobbs has some juice too. I have to say though, like there's something infectious about that on defense too. When a guy's flying around making plays, gives you confidence as well. So it wouldn't even surprise me if somebody went down. If you saw somebody like Hobbs over a guy like Arnett go out there, um, if they picked a guy like that instead, Ooh, I like that. The other question he had was uh, Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, who has more receiving yards, dude. I, to be honest, Zay Jones. I feel like Zay Jones is like the he's like a preseason champion. You know, he's like an off season like, oh man, spectacular catches in camp and like, oh look, you had like eighty nine yards and a touchdown in the preseason game. You know, uh, I think Hunter Renfro it will will blow the lid off of that pretty easily. I hope so anyway. I just think he's the more reliable receiver. Carr has more of a rapport with Renfro, and if we've learned anything from the Carr era, he you know. He's got to have that. He likes that familiarity with his receivers. So I think uh, I think Renfro's going to have probably triple the touchdowns and triple the yardage that Zay Jones will have. Very good. I agree. Hunter Renfro. Yep. Team Renfro for Tyler. Team Renfro. And then how many wins? I guess, guys, should we just do that now? He also asks about the wins. Um, why don't we just run down the, run it down right now? We can, if, if we have, um, you know, if we want to talk about it or stop, if we want to debate anything on that, but how about we just, let's get into the win loss right now. What do you guys say? All right. Sounds good to me. So we'll start off guys. Week one, Monday night football game against the Ravens. Birch win loss you can throw a score in if you want and just give us a win or loss why do you, why why do you say so um i'm gonna go a loss um and they're gonna lose 28 to 24 i think it'll be closer than we think that's fair bert or tyler uh, loss. i i also am gonna uh go with a loss and i'm hoping Guys, every year for the past three years, we have started out the gates hot. I hope this year we are 500 and then the end of the season, we turn it up a notch and we play better and make the playoffs. That's what I'm hoping happens this year. Uh, I like Birch's score. I think 28-24 is a, is a solid score. I'm going to go 31-24, though. That's fair. Yeah, I, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I, I think it's a loss. I think I, until we can prove that we can contain a guy like Lamar Jackson, if we can contain Lamar Jackson, that bodes well for two trips against Kansas City um, and Patrick Mahomes. I just, in the past, we haven't been able to very much. 
Um, so I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I'm afraid that even with the injuries, there's just, there are too many question marks. Again, we're trying to base this off of like what we've seen, what's gone on in the past with the Raiders. I, like, I think this team has a good chance to come together as the season goes along. But right out of the gate, the Ravens, I feel like, are the more complete team. So I'm gonna go. I I'm gonna go 19 to 27. We kick a bunch of field goals, and we're gonna be like, oh no, are we having the same problems on offense again? I'm gonna go 19 27. It'll be fairly close, but uh, I think the Ravens take it. So I, we open up the week week one loss. That'd be tough, man. First game at Legion Stadium with fans. Oof. Um, then we travel to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to start this one off. I don't know why, but we always play Pittsburgh tough. Even the years we only win like four games, we always play the Steelers tough. Don't ask me why. I'm going to say win just because I don't I, like it's this weird thing that like <laughs> no matter how bad we are, it's like, oh, we got to show up for the Steelers game. And I'm gonna say win. I, I that's just that's all I'm using as my reasoning. It'll be a, it'll be like a twenty six to twenty one or something like that. But I'm gonna say the Raiders get a win in the Steel Curtain. How about you guys, Birch? What do you say? Um, East Coast game, early game. It's a loss. Okay. Oh gosh, Tyler? dang! Micah convinced me there for a minute to pick this to pick the Raiders against the Steelers. And then Birch had to remind me of that East Coast early game thing. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with a loss on that one, too, I think. So we started go. the season off 0-2 for me. Yeah, I've got us at 1-1. One one. Then we're going to be at home against the Dolphins to a tongue of Viola. Um, Tyler, how do you see that game going? The Dolphins always play us tough. Even when the Dolphins suck, the Dolphins play us <laughs> tough. It's like us playing against the Steelers. Um, I I don't know. I, I think the Dolphins, I don't really know what they did in the offseason, but last year they were a fairly decent team. I'm going to go with a win, though, against the Dolphins. We're going to redeem ourselves and get a win at home. That's what I'm going to go with is is a W, our first W, which would put us one and two. Birch, what do you say? Um, I'm also going to go with a win revenge game because also they won't have Fitzmagic to save them on the last play with a face mask. Oh, there you go. Alas. You know, we're going to play a lot of scrambling quarterbacks this year with uh, Tua Tunga Viola. We've got... uh, Baker Mayfield, we've got Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes twice. Like, we better be able to contain the quarterback or else uh, there are four Justin games Herbert's right no there. Justin Herbert's no slouch. That's right, Justin Herbert's no slouch. There are going to be a lot of games where we're going to be in trouble. Um, I'm going to go with a win as well. I like that. Um, I think the home atmosphere, Miami having to travel uh, to Allegiant Stadium, I like that. So I'm going to go win there as well. Then we start a little division play. We're at the Chargers. Birch, what do you like there? That's gonna be it looks like a oh, we got a Sunday night game. No, we got yeah. another Monday night Monday game. Night Monday night game, game there against um, the Chargers. It's gonna be another home game for the Raiders in Los Angeles. Yes, sir. Um, they played us tough twice last year, but I think our defense is much more improved. I'm gonna go with a win. Tyler, what do you say? I'm gonna give them a W as well. 
call me crazy, but that puts us at two and two in in my on my record book. You know, I think uh, in, right now I've got us at two and one. It's a game we should win. Um, you know, everybody's hyping Herbert, which rightfully so had a really good rookie campaign. But there's something about that sophomore slump that can catch up to you. I'm going to go win as well. I'm going to go with the Raiders take the win uh, with their away home game. Which I think that's an to... excellent point, Micah. The sophomore slump. We we tend to forget that that there's in those first couple years, either your first year stinks and your second year is better, or your first year is better and then your second year stinks. And I think that's a fantastic point to remember when we look at Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Then we have a. Uh... We have the Bears traveling to Allegiant Stadium for the next week. I'm going to start this one off. Guys, I don't... Who would they add? Andy Dalton is the quarterback? Like, does that inspire any confidence? Even against our defense, which I think should be improved, like, that made no sense to me. If if Fields isn't starting by now, I would actually kind of be surprised. I'm actually going to chalk that up as a win. I, I think it's a close game, but the fact that we were able to travel to London and take on that Bears defense at that time... Um, and then, and now I, I don't think the bears have gotten better in my opinion. So I like a home win there for the Raiders. Tyler, what do you say? Same thing. Home win. Uh, I, I think you're right. I, it would not surprise me if that's kind of the spot where they're like, you know what, Justin Fields go out there. That's one, two, three, four. That would be week five. Maybe they've had enough of Andy Dalton. That would make it more interesting. Um, but I think that's a win. I and I think I think we get the win there, which would I think that's three and two for me. Yep. Barch. Uh-huh. The return of the Mac. Let's see. Return of the Mac. <laughs> I'll go with a win as well. I'm with Tyler. I'm three and two right now. Yeah, I'm four and one. I don't know how I swung that. Maybe I'm Woo! just, I'm such a homer. You know? <laughs> You're a homer. Uh, yeah. Then we travel to Denver. They've got Teddy Bridgewater. They've got, uh, um, uh, who's their, who was their other quarterback last year? Drew Locke. They can't decide who, but they decide to go with Teddy Bridgewater. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I feel like, like, that's a total wash at quarter. Like, Teddy Bridgewater's better than Drew Locke. That surprises me. Now, remember, this is a fan base, I think, that thought they all thought they were going to get uh, Aaron Rodgers at one point right before the season was going to start. So, well, I think that, that and a- then they passed on Justin Fields, too. Yeah, yeah. So, talk about a letdown. Um, just because the Raiders do this to us, I'm going to take a loss in Denver just because we'd be on a roll like this. We'd be 4-1 and one and be like, okay, we should crush this. And we'll just lay an egg. And I don't, And like I said, I hope I'm wrong. They proved me wrong. But the Raiders love just losing just random games. Like Atlanta last year, who had like half of their offense out. And you're like, oh, hey, we're going to get this. This is good. And we just absolutely get steamrolled by like second stream players. I'm going to take an L here. Even though everything says we should win this game, I'm going to take a loss, guys. I'm sorry. Birch, what say you? Uh, the last two years that we have played at Denver, granted, they have been the end of December. We know how Carr performs in cold weather. It's come down to the last play, a two-point conversion. The first year, we lost. 
second year Waller. I don't know. I still don't understand how that pass made it through to Waller on the two point conversion last year. Uh, but Denver, for some reason, I mean, yes, it is an October game in Denver, so that should bode well yeah. for not being yeah. a cold weather game. Too cold, I should say. Um, oh, man, I, I'm i going to say a loss as well. Oh, I hate to say that, especially against the Broncos. Three and three. I'm going to be a homer. Say- I could never pick the Broncos to win. I hate them too much. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say we win that game. We're going to beat That's the fair. Broncos in mile high, and we're going to beat them in a Darren McFadden-esque early 2000s Ooh. game. We're going to just drub the snot out of them just because I hate that them. That was an amazing That's why. game. So, you know, and that's it wouldn't surprise me if we beat him. I'm just I'm just purely going off of what we've seen. I understand what you guys are. I, I, I completely agree 100 percent with what you said, but I have <laughs> made it a point in my life to never, ever under whatever circumstance, for whatever reason, pick the Broncos. I just I can't bring myself to do it. So. I uh, I I will do the Broncos on that, and we're four and two. <laughs> I've um, I've got when we Eagles come to Allegiant Stadium. Uh, you know, we got a lot of kind of a lot of a lot surrounding that with our Hurts there. Um, Devontae I Smith. Yeah, Devont- I, I the Eagles are going to be an intriguing team this year. Um, that's tough. If it were in Philadelphia, I would say we'd lose. But because it's home, you know, I'm going to take the Raiders to win that game, actually. I think it'll be a close game. I think we win by, like, a field goal, something like that. Maybe even, like, two points. But just because there's a little more experience with the Raiders than Hurts, and remember that sophomore slump, um, I'm going to take the Raiders edging the uh, edging the Eagles out in what probably shouldn't be a close game, but it will be. Birch, what say you? Um, I will also say I'm going to take the W on that one. Heading into the bye week four and three. Tyler, what say you? We should win that game. The Eagles have a brand new coach this year, but man, I really don't think at this point we would be five and two. I'm sounding super homery right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm going to take the win over the Eagles. There you go. I like it. There's a bye week. Then we travel to New York to take on the football Giants. Oh, um, I don't like that. I mean, the Giants at this point in the season could be like three and four and we'll lose. It's an East Coast they game. Could be, oh, after they could be the bye. Do you know how terrible we are after the bye week? We're pretty bloody awful, if and I'm not mistaken. And then we have to travel back east. That's yeah. a loss. Yeah, I'm going to take a loss there as well. Like I said, I don't even know how well how like how good the Giants are going to be this year. It wouldn't surprise me if they're another like six and eleven type squad. But they'll get one of those six wins against the Raiders. So yep. I'm going to take a loss. I think we all take the L on that one, yes. if I'm not mistaken. We come so home against five the Chiefs. And three. You know what? I've got us at five and three as well. Four and four. Birch, Birch is at four and four. We come home against the Chiefs. Golly, is guys, that another this is Monday tough. night game? 
Yes, sir. No, Is Sunday it, no, night. Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night. Um, golly, guys. I like uh, boy, I, I mean, guys, the Raiders could have swept the Chiefs, should have swept the Chiefs last year. That's impressive. You I, know, I was called a, that last year. If you guys remember that. You did? Yes. You did? The insider Indeed. Birch. Jonathan Abrams. Yes. And you, and know, you know what? You know what defensive coordinator gives the uh, the Chiefs fits? Paul Gunther. That's who gives That's the true. Chiefs fits. So we ought to get Paulie G back for those two games. That's it. Just those two games. That's right. To help us with the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going to take... Oh, man, guys. I, can we do it again? Can we at least split with the Chiefs? Have we done that two years in a row now? Have we split with them two years in a row? Or is it just last year? I think it was just oh. last year. Yeah, just mm-hmm. last year. You know, a primetime game... Oh, man. You know, the Raiders have done good in primetime. Remember the one year we, we finally got a win? It was a primetime game. I think it was a Thursday night Thursday game. Thursday night in the rain. Against the Chiefs. With the tape. You know train. what? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to... Because our defense has improved... I'm going to go out on a limb. Now, we had Aguilar, though, last year, which which burned the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to take a win, guys. I'm going to say a win at home against the Chiefs. I say the Raiders get it done. Tyler, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to take a loss, Bob. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Birch? Uh, um, that was actually Ruggs' best game of the year last year. That's um, true. I'm going to... You know, I like what you said Micah I'm gonna go with a win at home yes a win at home in prime time I think the fans are gonna be crazy that's gonna be a huge advantage for us I think so yeah I'll take a win there you go then we've got uh presumably Joe Burrow back in the saddle for the Bengals will be at home uh will be in Allegiant Stadium uh Raiders Bengals Birch who do you like um, at home, I'll take the Raiders. Six and four. There you go. Tyler, who do you like? I like the Raiders in that one. Uh, I yeah, think I I'm too. sitting at six and four as well. My gosh, I'm at seven and three. Jeez, Micah. <laughs> and here I was talking about, I don't like the way the season's looking. <laughs> Um, I look at me. I am talking myself into the playoffs right here. Uh, then we go to the Cowboys. Turkey we go Day. To the Cow- Whoa! We, I didn't realize we had a Thanksgiving game. Yes, sir. What? But look at look at the turnaround on that. We play November twenty first, and then we play November twenty fifth. That is That's gnarly. That's not that fair gnarly. at all. You know, unless something happens with the Cowboys, you know, they're talking about Prescott's not going to be able to play full strength this year. Um, uh, you know, guys, I don't like that. I don't like going to Dallas. Uh, I'm going to take a loss. I hate to say it. I'm going to take a loss on Turkey Day. Tyler, what do you say? I don't like playing a game four days later, so I also <laughs> will take the L on that one, Bob. Make it three Arch. losses. Yeah, then we're gonna we got uh, the Washington Football Pigskin Team at home. Um, <laughs> I think that's what they should. That's call what them they themselves. should call them, the Washington Pigskins. Yeah, the Pigskins and Fitzmagic. 
With Fitz Magic? Oh, man, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like Chase Young against uh, Leatherwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gosh dang it, why do I think that we could win that game too? I mean, seriously, I we're at home. You know what? I'm going to take a win. I think... I, the Washington football team's a team like like it, we're at home. Like what have they done? You know, I mean, I Fitzmagic's just a plug and play player. That dude will either throw four interceptions or four or four touchdowns any given week. I'm gonna take a win, guys. Unashamedly take a win. Tyler, what do you say? Yeah, why not? Let's give it a W at home. Bert. Um, same. I will take a win on that one because we're going to lose the next two. Yeah, we're heading to the Chiefs. Uh, You know, we're on the road. On the road road. in December in Kansas City in Cleveland. Cold weather games. You know, I can round both those out too. I'm going to take L's for both those games. Are we all agreed on that? Uh, yep. I think we could beat the Browns, but I don't think we will. The time on that yeah. game is to be determined. Uh, they don't flexed know. to another primetime game? It might be flexed to another primetime game, which it could be a late game on the East Coast, which we don't really ever get. We could win that game if it's a later game. Yeah. Which we did win last year in Cleveland in a cold weather game. Yes, That's we true. did. That was an ugly game, wasn't it? I think yes. Jacobs had a couple rushing touchdowns and a field goal, and I, if I remember right, that's how we won it is on a field goal. Yeah. We come home against the Broncos. I'm going to take a win on that. I think they get back on track after a couple of losses. Birch, what do you say? Yeah, I'll take a win as well. Eight and seven for me. I'm going to take a win as well. And we have to travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Presumably Carson Wentz is the quarterback there. Doesn't exactly make me quaking in my boots. But um, these late game, late in the year, I don't know, man. For whatever reason, the Raiders have just not been strong in the second half of the year. Guys, I'm going to take a loss to Indianapolis. I feel like we should win that game. We're right on the precipice. Of, of making the playoffs and we'll lay an egg and it's going to make it that much harder. I'm going to take a loss to the Colts. Tyler, what do you say? That one's tough because they're the Colts have already had some pretty bad injuries. And this year, once again, is going to be dependent on if players get COVID or not. I mean, that's, that's a big thing because for the, for the Cowboys tomorrow, a couple of their starting offensive linemen are out. That's rough. I mean, you could have Ugh. you could have Wentz go down with another foot injury. You could get you know some of their defenders go down. Um, it's tough to tell, but I I think I think we lose there as well. I I don't really like going against the Colts. Yeah, Birch, what do you say? Um, I'm going to take the loss as well on the road in Indy. There you go. Final game of the season, guys, against the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium. Should be pretty rocking. Should be pretty popping. Currently, guys, I have us two, three, six. I have us sitting at nine and seven. 
nine and seven. We should probably be sitting right there, especially with the extra playoff spot. Um, we should be right there uh, to get in. However, I think just because of how the Raiders play and how the last two seasons we've had a cakewalk of a schedule to end the year and we just absolutely just fall completely flat on our faces. I think Herbert gets revenge. I think the Chargers beat us at home, keep us at 9-8, and eight, and there are a lot of questions to be answered in the offseason like, is it time to burn this thing down and start over? I think that's going to be the game that keeps us out. I think we take two L's to end the season, and uh, we sit at 9-8. and eight. Birch, what say you? Uh, I agree with you, even though I don't want to. But, uh, yeah, I have a loss, and I have us at 8-9, and nine, losing season. Tyler. I'm going to go contrary to my gut, and I'm going to say we win, and we go 10-7. and seven. Even though I don't think we'll win more than nine games, <laughs> I I think we... I think we can sweep the Chargers. I'm not, I'm not, they have a new coach. They have new systems. Uh, I'm going to say that, that we beat, that we sweep the Chargers and sweep the Broncos, but we go 0-2 versus the Chiefs in the division and, and finish second in the division. I don't know if 10 and 7 gets us into the playoffs or not, though. I think that just has us still sitting on the outside um, at the end of the year, unfortunately. And I, even at that, I think, I think you have to take a long look. Um, my guess is the first head to roll would be Mayock. I don't think that Gruden's going to fire himself. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think, I think nine and eight is doable. I would really like to see 10 and seven. Um, but, I don't know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. The, the, uh, as I look at this schedule, it's it's tough because there are a lot of winnable games here just based on last season. The problem is is our offensive line has been completely retooled. Um, the, the wide receiver position, something we haven't really talked about because we're so keyed in on like Waller and Jacobs, but the wide receiver position is a massive question mark. If Ruggs and Edwards don't step up and become threats, they're just going to double and triple team Waller in the middle or on the outside. And, like, who are you going to throw to? You know, you might get Renfro sneaking open sometimes. Um, but if they can't, if, if Edwards or Ruggs can't step up and be at least a really solid wide receiver too, somebody that's going to, you know, get 800-plus receiving yards in the season... You know, and now with an extra game, probably should be more like at least 900 plus receiving yards in a season. You know, you don't, I don't expect Renfro to put up a thousand yard season. You know, I expect Renfro to have five, six, seven hundred yards receiving. So, I mean, if we, he had 700 yards receiving, that'd be epic. But you, you figure between like what, four and 600 yards probably, um, you know, six, eight touchdowns, you know, at best kind of a thing. Um, so Edwards or Ruggs going to have to step up. The offensive line's going to have to come together. The biggest thing, if the offensive line comes together, Josh Jacobs should have a fantastic year. And if, if our running thing game is, is epic, 
then Carr should have a great year. Even if, you know, Edwards and Ruggs are still developing. If we can get to a grounded pound game like the Raiders like to do, then you've I I love Foster Moreau. That would be my player that I would say keep an eye on. Even I would I would keep more of an eye on Foster Moreau than I would Ruggs or Edwards, just because I think in double tight end sets and being able to put Waller out as a wide receiver, Foster Moreau I think is as a will be a big enough threat where we could have these two tight end sets that would be lethal. And I think we might have to do that a lot if Ruggs. And 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 Edwards, if they don't step up, so there are so many like it's really on the edge of the knife. Like I could see this team going six and eleven, but I could also see them going like ten and seven, maybe even eleven and six. You know, getting wins like a, you know maybe a, a, a an East Coast win or two. Um, so uh, that's that's kind of how it is, and uh, time will tell. There's just so many question marks. So many question marks. I, we have good names on both sides of the ball. There are really good names on the roster. It's just a matter of will it all come together? Can the coaches put it together and and put out a decent, just a decent product on the field? Especially when it comes to defense. Not a 30th ranked defense. Give me a 20th ranked defense. And that's going to make a big difference in, 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 I think, helping the offense. So, I mean, can we make that kind of jump? Yeah, I think so. But we'll see. So that's my take on the 2021 season. Lots of preguntas. <laughs> that's oh my goodness. Questions well, in gentlemen, Spanish. Do you guys have anything else you want to add for Raider Nation? Any other extracurricular thoughts on the season? Um, anything before we kick it off here, week one against the Ravens? I'm under the lights, under the prime time of Monday night. I don't know. I just hope I have to eat crow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Me as well. I, if I'm reminded of yesteryear when we thought we had no chance at all against the mighty New Orleans Saints and Drew yep, Brees. That's true. And if there's a good time to pick up a couple extra wins, surprise wins, perhaps we call them. It's at the beginning of the season when you don't really know what yeah. you have or what other teams have. So there, I mean, I, I'm going to be cheering for the Raiders. Don't get me wrong. I'd much rather them win than me be right. Um, and I think a lot of it is going to depend on keeping Lamar Jackson in the pocket because yes, he does have some good games where he throws well, but the stat, the, the odds are that he's not going to lead you to victory just throwing the ball from the pocket. It's when he gets outside of the pocket that he's dangerous. Right, right. The, the, the Same thing with Mahomes. You know, right. I mean, really, when he starts to extend the plays and, the, and then that's when your coverage breaks down, when all of a sudden kind of all hell breaks loose, basically, and then that's when they thrive. So you got, you know, make him, make him stay in the pocket and make his reads and make passes. Um, you know, with J.K. Dobbins out, you know they're starting to. They have to scramble at the running back position right now. Um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they have a couple of wide receivers that are struggling with injuries right now that as they well. Are. So it really is like, again, yeah. I I would love call in and tell us you told we told you so. I would love to hear that. You know, come Tuesday or Wednesday next week. I really would. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Raiders just absolutely 
blow the lid off of the Ravens. That would nothing would make me happier. However, as we started stated at the beginning of the podcast, man, all I have to go on is what we've seen in the past, what we saw last year. And if if last year is any indication of this year, which you hope it's not, but the offseason doesn't really lead me to believe like it's gonna be like that much more fantastic. I just I think the Ravens are just a little bit better. Just a little bit better. But we talked about it, and I like that, Tyler. The the kind of there's an element of surprise the first couple weeks of the season. And, you know, hopefully the Raiders can pick up on that and we're all looking at one and oh beating a playoff caliber team to start the year. Amen. So, also Raider quit thinking it's okay to waste draft picks. Yeah. Stop that nonsense. That's how you have a losing franchise right there when you settle for that kind of thinking. That's like being like, well, you know what? He doesn't beat me that often. You know, it, it, it just every once in a while. Stop. That's It's not good that he beats you at all. Like, get out of there. Amen. You know? That's basically what this is. So, anyhow. Raider Nation, as always, give us a call. Leave us a phone message. 208-557-9771. Give us your thoughts on the year. Give us your take after the game. We'd love to hear from you. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. It really has been. Two hours of just absolute annihilation of Raider football. I've loved it. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be back here going, holy cow, where's this Raiders team been? That's what I'm hoping anyway. Yes, me too. It has been fun. I missed it. Hopefully there's, there's more in store, Raider Nation. Yeah, 100%. Well, for Birch, for Tyler, myself, Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the support, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Just win, baby.